five reasons why you absolutely positively must back up your website on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit. To find out how ConvertKit can help you grow your business, save money, and increase your relationship with your email list, head over to servenomaster.com backslash ConvertKit right now. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. There are so many commercials about backing up your website, software programs for backing up different pieces of your technology from your computer. It can be overwhelming and the cost can be very prohibitive. I know that. When I look at different solutions, providing security for my website or for different parts of my business, I often have to balance the cost of that solution versus the cost of losing that website or the cost of damage to that website. Some of the current website software and security solutions are very, very expensive. They're so expensive that I can't really afford to apply them to every part of my business. Certain security solutions are $300 per website. If you have four or five websites, you're not talking about thousands of dollars, and it just becomes so expensive and so prohibitive that you can't afford the top of the line solutions. And you really need to be in a position where you make the right choice. And as much as having great security is a really good decision, if that great security fails, you lose the website. And even if your security, everything goes fine, any other type of glitch, your website can still be damaged without it being a security breach. For this reason, when you're making the choice to start out your business, it's very important to start with backing up your website. Now, when you first build your website, you say to yourself, oh, it's no big deal. My website's not big enough. It's not important enough. There aren't enough people who would want to hack my website. No one's going to want to hurt me. I'm too much of a small fish. A couple of years ago, about two years ago, this giant bot network developed a universal hack for all websites built on the WordPress platform. So they were able to automatically just attack website after website after website to these series of brute force attacks. And we talk in several other episodes about how to protect yourself from exactly this type of attack. But every single website that had their login on the same page and was using admin as a username, they got broken into. It didn't matter if you were big fish or small fry, they were attacking every website where they found WordPress with a certain version. And if you didn't update your backend quickly enough, you became very vulnerable. And many, many people who thought they would never pick me got hit simply because every single website in the world using WordPress got targeted. It was very mass targeting. And there are a couple of other reasons besides hacking. Hacking is often the first big reason we say, but let's be honest, we never think we're going to get hacked. It's too evil sounding. It's too dark. It's too specific. Why would someone choose to hack me? I'm not a big fish. People usually want to hack someone big, but not always. As someone who's actually suffered from having a hack, I was very lucky that it was on one of my less important websites. It wasn't one of my primary sites, but I did have a hack incident happen to one of my websites and they ended up putting hundreds of gigabytes of pornography using my IP address and they burned my IP address so I couldn't send emails from that account. And two different IP addresses I've used in the past have gotten burned that way. So I got hacked once and then my other IP address got damaged as well. 
with another hosting company. And so no one could receive my emails for a long time because a bunch of spam emails went out when they broke into my IP address. The first reason you need to back up your site is one we never think about, but it's hosting betrayal. This one I experience more often than anything else. I've actually been through hosting betrayal three or four times in my career. This is where your host does something to damage your website. And there is a wide spectrum of possibility here. At one end of the spectrum is when my website got hacked. They uploaded a bunch of pornography. The owning, uh, owners of the hosting company blamed me. And I said, please stop the hack. And they're like, it's your fault. You should know how to reverse hack and do all these technological things. And I said, you guys have a security team. I pay you guys money to protect me. And they said, oh, no, you don't pay enough money for us to protect you. You pay just enough money for us to blame you. And now that you, one of your sites got hacked, we're going to take away access to all of your websites. Now, that's something very important to remember. When I got hacked, they cut off all my access. I couldn't even log in via FTP. I couldn't log into the back end. I lost everything. I was able to convince them to give me backup access for about 24 hours. They said, fine, we'll unlock one thing for 24 hours. You can try and back your stuff up, but then you're, that's it. And so I was able to, in a small period of time, try to fight and fight and get backups, and it wasn't very successful because my whole server had been damaged. A lot of things were broken and running slow. So even though they gave me like this safe access, I couldn't really do backup stuff. And when you do a backup, a very common decision when you backup your website is to keep your backups on the same server. And you say to yourself, well, my installation's inside WordPress, but my backup's in a separate folder. Most backup programs do this as the default, but it's like leaving the key to your house sitting in the front lock or under the front mat. Everyone's going to find it. Once someone has broken into your site via WordPress, it's very easy for them to hack into your FTP folders as well. So having your backup materials in the same place you have your main files, it's pointless. You might as well not back up because the odds of you surviving most of these five different incidents are slim. You'll probably lose everything. Now, hosting betrayal is also why I always say buy your domains from Namecheap and host somewhere else, whether it's a small orange, whether it's WPX hosting, the two that I recommend, or whether it's somewhere else. Those are simply the two hosts that I have the best experience with. But even when you have a host with a good experience, sometimes things uh, wear out. At a certain point when my website got too big for a small orange, the people who worked at the company, I sent in a, a, a question to tech support. They made a change to one of my files, and my website stopped working. And they said, no, it's your fault. And I said, guys, it's definitely your fault. I haven't logged in in two days. Well, I was working Friday. I took two days off. I come back Sunday night. It's not working. And you guys did something over the weekend. I understand that part of it was my fault because I kept speaking to different tech support guys, and they kept making changes and stuff. So it can happen. It's not always intentional. And when tech support doesn't know what they've done, and they're not all talking to each other right, everything can go bad. Now, the mistakes they made, the changes they made, were only affecting my big website, which was way too big. So as long as you have a small, normal website and you're not doing really advanced tech changes, a small orange is still fine. I still host with them. I still have multiple websites with them. But I know that at a certain point, your website can grow too big. And at that point, you've got to go WPX hosting. Anywhere else, it's simply going to be way too expensive or the product will be inferior. You don't want either of those experiences. Hosting betrayal is pretty common. One of the risks when you have your website hosted and you purchase the domain name at the same place is that when they freeze your account, they'll take everything. That's why you want your hosting and your 
domain ownership separated, that if your hosting account gets attacked, you can switch and deploy to a new hosting account in a matter of seconds using your backups. So that way you switch to another company and you don't lose anything. But if it's both at the same place, you might lose that website name forever. And I know people that's happened to, that's happened to some friends of mine. And I'm talking about people who are running seven figure businesses. They have to fight for their website. They have to go to lawsuits. They go through a nightmare to try and get their own properties back. All because they made this one small simple mistake. And I have friends who still ignore my advice and they say, oh, it's so much more convenient. The process of connecting your two websites, and I have a blog post that walks you through it, is about 30 seconds to two minutes. I just sent the blog post to one of my coaching clients yesterday and she did it in two minutes. And she's very much inexperienced with technological stuff. So very advanced complicated, it's not. Even someone who's very much a neophyte to the back end of websites was able to learn it in two minutes. And this is one of the most important steps you can take to protect your business, to future-proof your business. Because if you leave your hosting and your domain ownership at the same place, sometimes your backup becomes irrelevant because you've lost control of your own website and they won't give it back. They lock you out of your account. This can happen if you get email hacked and they're sending spam emails from your account. This can happen if people send complaints about emails you're sending out. When you send out spam emails from your website, the hosting company is supposed to shut it down. This is part of the ICANN spam requirements. This is a US law thing. They're supposed to freeze your account. They're supposed to stop you from sending out emails. Now let's say a simple scenario. Websites get hacked, the hackers break in, they start sending out spam emails because they've broken into your account. And this is very, very, very common. I know people who do that for a living. Okay, I know people who use black hat stolen website IPs to send out spam emails and make a living. It's dark, but it's reality. So someone is there, they've broken into your website, they're sending out spam emails, people start complaining, your website host shuts you down. You've now been hacked, you've been robbed, you've been violated, and the people you thought were gonna protect you have turned against you to protect themselves, and you've lost your website forever. You can't save it. The emails that come in that cause the complaint weren't even about emails you sent, doesn't matter. This moves us really into second reason to back up your site, which is getting hacked. There are uh, two types of hacks. There's the stealth hack, where they wanna sneak in and use your server for nefarious purposes as part of a bot network to attack other servers to send out emails or to send out, in my experience, hundreds of gigabytes of pornography. I didn't even understand that hack. I didn't understand what they were doing. I didn't understand the purpose of it or whatever, but they were just pumping huge quantities of porn in and out of the website. Those were the three experiences that I've had personally and dealt with personally. Now, if you're lucky and they do a stealth hack and they're just using your website to send out emails without your permission, you won't lose the main website. What you'll discover is you just have to close up the loophole or however they broke in and your main files aren't destroyed. You're lucky, as crazy as it sounds, you're lucky if they do one of those hacks where they're simply stealing resources. Far worse is a malicious hack, which is where they go in and erase all of your WordPress backup files, image files, everything, as part of a joke, as part of a prank, or to prove they can. Not only is this done by individuals, it's done by organizations that get together and they have hack competitions, or they wanna see how much fun they can have messing with people's hobbies and hurting people. They wanna see if they can hurt as many people as they can. So sometimes they specifically target smaller or personal blogs simply to see if they can hurt regular people to make them feel bad. And also there's a great deal of state-sponsored hacking of the exact same kind where they target competitors. If you blog about democracy in certain countries, better believe they'll do everything they can to shut down your website. If you blog about politics, there are a great many people that will actively work against you, especially if you're on the wrong side of the politics for that particular country. Even if you don't live there, they do have professional hackers. There are definitely military units 
for different militaries around the world that are all pure hackers. The only combat they go into is cyber combat. Maybe you'll never get targeted and maybe you won't, but the risk is high. So when I look at the danger of something, there's two things to look at when you're factoring how important is it to prepare for a certain type of situation. You look at the odds of it happening and then the amount of devastation it will cause. So if it's one in a million, but it will completely end your business and hurt your family forever and cause your family to not be able to eat and lose your home, yes, the risk is low, but the punishment and the result is so big, we want to take action. And remember, hacking is just one of the reasons you want to back up your website. Uh, the third reason is bad employee. I hire workers uh, to work on my website all the time. Now, I hire them through third-party websites. I very rarely hire people one-on-one, -on -one, but sometimes I do. I always, before hiring someone, make an off-site backup that they can't get to. So that if they go in and destroy everything, if they go in and make a massive mistake on accident, if they go in and it turns out they lied on their resume, which I've dealt with, they don't know what they're doing and they make things worse and they don't know how to fix it, I can revert it. Because if you hire someone who doesn't know what they're doing, they go in and make a few changes, whether it's an SEO person or a tech person, you're trying to change an image design thing, they go in, they make a bunch of mistakes, you then have to pay someone else to fix it, unless you have a backup. Also, we all have got the experience we've had to let someone go. It stinks, but it's true. I recently had to let go of an employee in the past few months. I kept the employee on for probably a month longer than I should have. I just kept trying to find some way to not fire this person because I don't like letting people go. I said, can you try this? Can you try that? And he gave her eight different things. I kept saying, try this one, try that one, try that one. And she just kept failing. No matter what I would ask her to do, she would always do 40% of the task at best. I could never get her to do the complete job. And finally I said, look, I've tried and tried and I should have fired you a month ago and I didn't want to fire you because I know you need a job. I don't like firing people, but you, no matter what I ask you to do, you never do it. You are, I don't know if it's because you're incapable of completing any task or what it is, but I just can't pay you to not finish the job. And when you let an employee go, they often still have different levels of access. Maybe they still know some of your passwords. Sometimes an ex-employee, even when you let them go in the nicest way possible, or if you say, look, I simply can't afford to keep you anymore. Money's getting tight because things are slowing down. No matter what you say, some of these employees will want to go back and do as much damage as they can on the way out. I've seen this happen in real businesses, physical businesses. My friend was working at a store in the mall when I was in college and I watched him on his last day on the job steal as much as he could fit into his bag. He just loaded up his backpack with all the best stuff he could steal from the store and just walked right out. I was surprised because I'd never seen someone do that before. but. Again, when he's the person who's in charge of store security and he's the manager, but it's his last day, the employees don't know what to do. He walked out so fast, they were just confused. So people do it when they leave. They think, oh, this employer didn't do me right. They owe me something. And so they will steal stuff from you. They will damage stuff. The odds of this happening, again, are quite low, but still, if it happens, you're in so much trouble. The fourth problem is dumb, dumb mistakes. We all make dumb, dumb mistakes. Sometimes it's an employee and sometimes it's us. Sometimes I'm working on something on my website and it does not work or I make it worse. The more you work for yourself, the more you'll learn about working on tweaking, testing, and changing parts of your own website. The more you'll learn how the technology works and sometimes you'll do things that make a mistake. One of my coaching clients very recently made a mistake as far as a tiny change in the theme. He followed the instructions they sent, he made this little change, and the entire website shut down. Just freaking out. I've done it before as well. Very recently I shut down my website and it took me three or four hours to figure out what was causing the problem. 
to figure out which thing was glitching, and it happens here and there. Certain plugins sometimes conflict with certain other plugins, or different things on your back end. When an update comes out, suddenly we go in and try and make these changes, and things we've done before start glitching. And when you do an update, which is reason number five to back up your site, when you do an update for your WordPress installation, for your themes, or for your plugins, the website goes into maintenance mode. Now, most of the time, maintenance mode only lasts for three or four seconds. Almost none of your customers will see it. Any customer who loaded a page before or after maintenance mode will never see it. But if you attempt to visit a WordPress site during an update, during those few critical seconds where it's uploaded the new update and it's now applying it, or it's replacing a few files and that kind of stuff, it says maintenance mode. Now, if your update glitches, your website can get frozen in maintenance mode. This hasn't happened to me for a while, but it has happened to me in the past. And they probably have changed the way it happens so that people don't get frozen in update mode as much anymore. But I've definitely had it happen where I was doing an upload or an update and something froze in the server or my internet connection cut for a second and then the website got frozen in update mode. And you have to go and find through FTP, and it's very technical, the, the update mode file and delete it and reset your website. It's not easy to do. They've probably made it a little simpler now, but still, when you're updating, anything can go wrong. I recently went through a series of updates and it messed up the login page to my membership site. So I had to repay the guy who had designed the login page because the coding was a little beyond what I'm able to do. It was some CSS stuff, which I'm not very good at. And I had to have him go back in and do it because the update had lost it for me. And now I figured out that I have to make sure he does work using a child theme or a plugin so that it's separate from the main installation so any other updates won't destroy it. But something got broken. Now if I had reverted to my backup, everything would have been working again. So all of these are different reasons why it's absolutely critical to back up your website. And there are two main backup tools that I recommend right now. They're both free, which is a nice surprise ending. I'm sure you thought at the end of this podcast it was time to talk about spending big bucks on your backup solution. Right now, as far as I can see, none of the paid solutions are better than the free solutions. I know it's crazy that I'm saying that. I used to use two different paid solutions, but both of them have stopped working, which is terrifying. They're still for sale, but if you look at the reviews, people are screaming because they backed up their websites using these tools and then they didn't work. Now we're gonna talk more and more about backuping in a future update, in a future episode, but you wanna be sure that you test your updates to see that they actually work. Making a backup is great, but if you try to deploy it or use it and it doesn't work, your time has been wasted. And to do that, to test a backup, you have to create a sandbox on your webs on your computer, like a fake website. And it's pretty complicated. One of my friends showed me how to do it. And you create this pseudo website in the sandbox you and then you install the files to see if it actually works. That's the process. Now the two plugins that I use that I recommend, one's called Updraft Plus and one is called Duplicator. Right now I've switched, I mostly use Updraft Plus. The reason I like it is it allows me to automatically update every week and send my updates to a remote server. You can update to Dropbox, you can update to Google Drive, you can send your updates to a lot of different places that are not just directly on your system. Having worked with Duplicator, it's pretty good for smaller websites, but again, because my website's gotten so big, every time I wanted to make an update, I was having problems. And the way it generates updates 
when you have a really big update and you don't have huge traffic to constantly ping the update. Sometimes the updates will time out or fail. But for smaller websites, for a lot of my smaller websites in the past, I've used Duplicator. They're both free. You want to set up your system very simply to update at a frequency that matches how often you do updates. If you write one blog post a week, then you only need to update once a week. If you're writing three blog posts a day, you very much might want to back up every single day. Just decide how many blog posts you're willing to lose when you next have a crash or something catastrophic happens. If you don't mind losing a week's worth of work, either because you're only doing one blog post a week or any other reason, set it to once a week. You can set the frequency, you can set it up to update as often as you want and tell it how many backups to keep. You can say, update me every day and keep backups for 30 days. That's a pretty simple way to do it. That's how most corporations handle their backups. And then you can also say, keep one monthly backup going back for a while. One of the reasons to keep older backups is because sometimes you will discover that you got hacked a while ago and didn't catch it for a while. This can happen. So your backups have the hack in it as well. And so this is a way to bypass that. And we have multiple backups. Sometimes your server files are damaged, but your episode content is in a separate file. So you can merge an older backup of all of your website design stuff with a more recent backup that just has your blog post. And that way you can create something, a little bit of a Frankenstein, but it's much easier to repair your website that way. At least that way you still have your content, a bit of both. That's a little more complicated, but this is why you absolutely positively must start backing up your website today. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. You've just listened to another amazing episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll be back tomorrow with another amazing episode.